Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Welcome to the Disney Brit Radio Show on Orlando Sky Radio. And if you're listening on iTunes, it is episode 121. It is September. And uh, thank you once again for joining us for this special edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. And why is it special? Well, firstly, it's on time. Uh, <laughs> don't laugh because you're not introduced yet. You can't do that. Uh, but we'll get to the reason why it's special in a second. Uh, but I've got people joining me as always. I would say Juz is here, but he's not because he's being posh. He's flown to Edinburgh, even though it's minutes from his house um to go to work so he's not gonna be here this week but joining me as always is alan hello alan hi adam how you doing um, how are you I'm, I'm pretty pretty good a nice new microphone haven't you i have spent a fortune on a new microphone because I, because you're worth it <laughs> it's not l'oreal um yeah new microphone Doc. new new time new headphones as well new headphones as well yes only have splashed out i have well, I spent more than I spent on my initial setup. I'll just say that, including the sock. Including sock. Are you wearing that sock now? Uh, sock is in the bin. Apparently it's washed out, although it didn't get washed. It was just on my ears. Okay. But that's uh, something that I shouldn't go into. Okay. As I said, we haven't got just here, and we've got, well, we've got a few sort of big bits of news this week, and uh, one of them was kind of leaked, I think. I don't know whether it was leaked on purpose or was it leaked by accident. Can you, um, can you fill us in on this, Alan? It was... Mentioned on Orlando Sky Radio. Ah, right. Okay, so it's mentioned on Orlando Sky Radio. Well, okay, so we're going to unveil the big guns, all right? Um, his, apparently, he has a name, which is AK-47, because he's the lover of the animal kingdom, but he's also made 47 versions of the Pecos Bill Burger, all in one go, by the way. Um, and we're welcome to uh, welcome to Chris Speed, who is the member of Disney Brit. Hello, Chris. What a, what a welcome. Do I get this every week? Maybe, you don't know. I don't know. Oh. It's a witty repartee, as written by Alan. We have to say that, that Alan came up with the AK-47. I was going to say, I've never heard of it before. No. Uh, of course, yeah, no. just play along. Oh. What, what's your favourite burger version? Um, that's the one with the meat, the, the rolls and some salad. Mm, doesn't sound like Chris, that. Yeah. <laughs> I've mentioned salad. <laughs> has been around for a long time. Um, Chris and Alan used to do uh, Your Mouse Cast together, and then they ended that. Uh, to say why are you laughing it's true oh, sorry true all uh and then uh chris has come to join us on on disney brit chris is the smutty the um uh, so chris is with us now and chris is going to be joining us on the show so there's gonna be four of us meet chris alan and Juz. so it'll be quite cool but we've got loads of stuff that we want to talk to you about this week we've still got some more stuff that we want to announce to you later alan's come up with a wonderful new game um you'd be pleased to know if you were a your Ma- your mouse fan it's not the alphabet quiz Hey, oh, we ain't got that back. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what the so best bit brilliant. about the Alpha Quiz was? When we we spoke to Dave Smith once, and yeah. we were talking about the Alpha Quiz, and we told him about how brilliant it was because we were using his book. Yeah. He just wasn't amused at all. Wasn't he? Because he was just, you were using his knowledge, that's why. He wasn't impressed. Yeah. <laughs> just flicking through the pages and reading out the answers. And when I was editing the show, I never even put the quiz in anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. But then we've got a new quiz. This is a good one. This has got prizes and all sorts that aren't just bits of plastic. Um, so, um, it what... depends how it goes. It might end up being a bit of plastic as well. <laughs> That's from Alan's workshop, if you're really lucky. Uh, what we got on with what we've got going on this week, uh, we want to fill you in on sort of what happened a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about DVC, because I'm now a member of the DVC, staying over at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And Dan Hutchinson, who is uh, one of our listeners, sort of um, sent us a message sends an email saying there's a couple of things that you've missed off 
uh, which you probably want to mention to your uh, listeners. And these are actually things that I didn't know about being quite new to it. So it's quite good that he's uh, emailed in. So thank you very much. Uh, just to say that uh, DC members also, the VC, sorry, members also get 10% discount at Walt Disney World and Disneyland, including tickets, tours, and water sports, but not media. Uh, also, you get 10% in the UK Disney stores, which is a bonus. And also, you can check out the uh, there's the Welcome Home Wednesdays, which is down at the Atlantic Beat, uh, Atlantic Dance Hall, which is on the boardwalk. That's most Wednesdays between 2 and 3 o'clock. Um, and it's open to members and their friends and family as well. So it's some sort of big welcome they have down there. So that's cool. But it's good to know I've got my 10% back at the Disney store because I lost that when I left the shareholders club for Disneyland Paris. So did, I've got... you, did you sell your shares? Did I, I've not sold them. I've still got them. You just got booted out. Got booted. I have to have a ridiculous amount of shares to actually be in the shareholders club. It right up. It was stupid. It was going to cost me like £500 to stay in the club or something silly like that. So, basically, they wanted you to buy an attraction for them. Yeah, basically. They, want, they wanted me to go and build and pay for the new Ratatouille attraction. Seems fair enough. So that's good. Um... So thank you, Dan. So if you've got any other information you want to pass on to us about that, please do. Or any information from stuff that we discussed this week, please do as well. Uh, we've got lots of stuff that we're going to be discussing this week. We're bringing the news back in a slightly different format, and we'll talk about that in a second. We're going to be talking about some refurbs for Disneyland Paris for Walt Disney World, and we're going to be talking about Disney Infinity as well and uh, what our opinions on Disney Infinity are and see what we think of that because it's kind of divided the Disney community a little bit I think it depends on the sort of version you get as to what you think about it uh, but we've got this new news now Alan's written here the next gun is sort of like a Gatling gun pow 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 oh yeah <laughs> oh dear Wait, you know what? I thought it was a brilliant idea we'll have this analogy about guns I don't know why because <laughs> they are quite popular at Disney aren't they yeah I'd- that's the last gun analogy we're going to have for the evening. Uh, bringing back something called 4x4. Alan, do you want to explain what 4x4 is? Right, okay, because the 4x4 has totally failed to start with anyway. <laughs> so the idea is four news headline stories by four different people. So Juz hasn't turned up for the first week. No. So it's more of a 3x4, like a bit of wood. Here we go, into the 4x4. <laughs> It's the 4x4. Four four. then, so uh, our 4x4 four news, a little bit of news for you, and that's uh, from me. The Disney's worst kept secret, which, as you may or may not know, is the DVC. They've been building over the Grand Floridian for a while, and they've announced now that DVC is coming to the Polynesian Resort. So DVC is growing in um, in Walt Disney World. Juz. <laughs> is that some sort of gun? <laughs> Yeah, he's, uh, he's playing it like a trumpet. Like a trumpet. Okay, Alan. Right, okay. Uh, the long-awaited Seven Dwarfs Mine Train ride is now actually marked a milestone. It is, they've loaded the first train onto the tracks, and they've started to push it around. <laughs> I've seen a video like that on YouTube in someone's garden. It's extreme. They're going to push it. Yeah, good. It says one electricity. <laughs> and Chris. Well... Parking up at Downtown Disney this fall is four new Disney food trucks. And if we didn't think Park was bad enough. And you were given the food one, I noticed. I don't know why. It's nothing like, oh, I'm not overweight or anything. Um, I eat a little bit, you know, I don't know why Alan's done that. Okay, <laughs> I haven't done that either. So, uh, DVC, anyone interested in buying into the Polynesian? Um, not really. Depends if you've got the money, though, doesn't it? When have you got the money? How much did yours cost in British pounds? Um, he can't. He can't say because the teachers are going to go on strike. No money, so he tell you what it is. <laughs> what it is in dollars, but in Brit- how much it translates to? Off the top of my head, that is twenty thousand. Yeah, something around that. I think thirty thousand dollars. That's even more expensive than traveling on Verge, isn't it? <laughs> so, uh, and that's for Animal Kingdom Lodge. That was for two hundred points. So we're looking at Polynesian being close to the parks on the monorail line. I'm guessing it's probably going to be more than that to stay there. Point-wise, it won't be any different in price, but I bet it's going to be more expensive uh, on points for Polynesian. Do you think there's going to be loads of deals for people to buy into that one? I don't think so. To start off with, uh, I think the deals will continue with... Because the deals at the minute are for both Animal Kingdom and Ulani. Uh, Ulani, I, I guess, the, the deals will continue with. Um, I suppose they will at Animal Kingdom Lodge for a while. I doubt there'll be any deals on Polynesian because it's so new. And... Is Bay, Bay Lake Tower sold out? I believe so. I don't believe it's on offer anymore. 
So I suppose it's going to be, it's like a popular location, isn't it? So, right the Polynesian and... Are they doing it for the Grand Floridian DVC as well? You've got Polynesian and you've got Bay Lake. So you've got, you've got the three, basically, five-star hotels around the, the edge of Bay Lake that are all now DVC. So it was only kind of logical, I suppose, that Polynesian got it eventually. Yeah. It was... I think I read something on the internet about two years ago about the had to do a load of work in the reception area and the, the easiest way was to knock the place down so um, they were going to sort of rebuild the resort and reallocate some of the rooms interesting to see what they do with it because they're going to have to change the size of the rooms whether they're going to take one of the the buildings and turn it into a DVC or whether they're going to build something new don't know we'll just have to wait and see for some artist impressions there's much to say about pushing cars around a track so we can pass <laughs> <laughs> not really let's talk a little bit about these Disney food trucks trucks are all going to be showing different flavours uh, of the different Disney parks and each of them are going to be sort of located or sort of each of the one are going to be from a different park so to speak so there's four different ones the Enchanted Fair the World Showcase of Flavours the Superstar Catering and the Namaste Cafe I think is probably right I'm, to be honest I'm not that up on my African language uh, let's take one each then so I'm going to take Enchanted Fair here so it's going to favourite from the Disney parks, including a croque monsieur from uh, Magic Kingdom, a glass noodle salad from the Hong Kong Disneyland, and hand-dipped corn dogs from the Disneyland park. Hmm. I'm not really too sure on that one. How, what's hand-dipped corn dogs? Well, like, like, they put them in the hand, they dip them in. Just put their hand... I got <laughs> Must be actually frying them for fresh, I suppose, from the actual food pan, I would think. Like, I'm, instead, I'm of thinking, get, instead of getting them out of the packet. I'm, I'm thinking, though, like, aren't they all hand-dipped? You know, even if... I don't know, there's not going to be a special machine for dipping corn dogs, is there? Who knows? Maybe there is. If there's not, I'm thinking of building one in the garden. Well, that, that's gonna, it's going to have to be hand-dipped. They can't use a machine. Otherwise, it would be machine-dipped. That person's going to have to have real good thing, fingers, isn't they? Because yeah. they're going to get burnt. Snoodle. That sounds fairly straightforward. Croque monsieur sounds fairly straightforward. That's just basically a posh word for a ham and cheese toasty. Uh, Glass, glass noodle sounds extreme to me. Glass, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like that endurance TV program they used to put on TV. <laughs> it sounds like I'm, uh, I'm glad to get me out of here. As long as, as, long as, as long as the glass isn't from a light bulb, I think you'll be okay. Yeah. Because all of the glass is fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of the gas and the light bulb, you see. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I'm not thinking of the cut of the throat. Yeah, that's it. The point where we say uh, the Disney Brit podcast and radio show does not endorse any glass eating by the people listening to this show. Definitely not. Okay, so that's the Enchanted Fair. What we got, uh, Alan, at the World Showcase of Flavors? It's going to be food from the um, Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. So you're going to have a couple of things that they've sort of listed out here. Lobster rolls, Mm. grass-fed beef sliders, which to Mm. me conjures up some horrible images. And some things which I've got no idea what they're called, but I'll call them pear orgies with Kelly Bowser. (laughs) (laughs) That is going to be lovely. I can't wait for that one on YouTube. (laughs) I love it. I just can't believe I'll be able to get lobster rolls again without having to go to the World Showcase. I'm actually a fan of lobster. Oh, have you ever tried a lobster roll? I've not tried lobster roll, but I've tried lobster on many occasions. And I... I don't get it. Oh, I do. I, I am a big fan of lobster. And the lobster rolls, if they're the same as the ones from uh, Epcot, they are delicious. Okay. Well, a pierogi um, basically is from the East, is from Eastern Europe. It's an unleavened dough. And it can have either a savoury or a sweet filling. So mm. what's, what's calibasa? Calibasa, sure. Is that not a... I think it sounds really stupid now. I want to say it's some sort of sauce, but it's probably not. Uh, calibasa... I'm just going to uh, consult my... When I was on my honeymoon, I had uh, lobster nearly every day. Kielbasa is a sausage. Is that what you call it, Alan? (laughs) I had lobster every day. And to be fair, I prefer prawns. To be honest, he's also had crabs. (laughs) I've not had much lobster since I got married. So... uh... With calvassa is basically a, a, an unleavened dough with sausage. That's what it is. So it's an Eastern European. So that's a hot dog. No, it's bread and dog. I mean, I mean sausage. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a Newcastle that's made out of dog. <laughs> kind of is is the it's kind of Polish, really, I suppose. And grass-fed beef sliders are good. Yeah, they are good. They sound good. Beef sliders are just mini versions of yeah. A burger. They sound good. 
So it's just I'm, just that, I'm just hoping that the, the cow is grass-fed rather than the burger's been rolled around in the garden. Yeah. Hmm. Mini burgers. Uh, right, Superstar Catering. What we got going on there, Chris? Well, basically, uh, Superstar Catering is um, some stuff from the Hollywood set of uh, lamb meatballs on flatbread for Zaziki. Um, that's about all that really sounds sort of credit-worthy, really. Flatbread sounds good, though. Yeah. Is it just me, right? I've had a look around the resort, and whenever they put flatbreads out, I'm thinking, that's just Lazy Boy Pizza. Because <laughs> it's just, it's not even risen. No, I, yeah. is, it, is it like a special bread, or is it, is it something like, is it something that's renowned with throughout America, these flatbreads, or is it, is it just like, like, it looks like nan bread with topping. It's some really good flatbreads in um, the old contemporary California Grill. That's the one I'm thinking of. There's some really good flatbreads in California Grill. See, I think that would be a waste. If you went to the California Grill, would you not prefer, like, the fillet steak? Yeah, but the flatbread was a starter. Oh, right. Like, it's just literally that. It's like flat, uh, flat bread. I kind of like to think uh, some of the flatter ones. You know those um, kind of square Hovis things or Warburton's things you can get these days in the supermarkets? Yeah. What toasty things, yes. They're a little bit like that, they kind of remind me of. So I suppose they are like Lazy Boy pieces in a way, but um, they are tasty. They, they're quite often you get them as a starter. But they sound good with the lamb and meatballs on them. They definitely do sound good. At the Master Cafe, we have got uh, a mixture of uh, things like butter chicken, slow-cooked beef short ribs, and tandoori spiced chicken. So we're really going for the um, kind of... It's almost very Asian-orientated here. Butter chicken, quite often I've had as, as a curry. Yeah. And you've got the beef short ribs that sound really good. And then the tandoori spice shrimp, so the seafood for you, Chris. Well, if, if this was in the UK, right, that would be the van that would be sort of packed out all the time. That would be the van that would be open at 2 o'clock in the morning as people were leaving clubs. Yeah. <laughs> would be. None of the others. No one wants glass noodles at 2am. But a butter chicken? Oh, yeah, that'll do nicely. Or even, can I have a, can I have a margarita flatbread, please? Margarita flatbread? What? I'm not, I'm not convinced by flatbreads. We need to we need to try and convert you, don't we, to, to the flatbread world. They're good. They are good. Oh, they're the four then. So what are we saying? Good addition, bad addition? I think it's going to be fantastic. It's another place to get food at Downtown Disney. And obviously it's a hint of what is going to be coming towards Downtown Disney with the expansion. Of the new expansion? Or... Is, it, is it going to Disney Springs? Yeah. Is it going to, it's going into Disney Springs. There was information leaked about this a while ago, showing potentially what the different restaurants are going to be. There's... It's potentially going to be like a, a Trader Sam's. Yeah. Menu, but obviously that's not what they're talking about now. All they're talking about is four vans in the parking lot. But the, the food does sound good. It's, uh, you know, like you say, it's part of what you get in the parks. And there's stuff there that I look at and think there's no way in a million years I'd eat that in the parks anyway. But there's other stuff there. You think, you know, actually, that sounds quite tasty. Because you think about the stuff that's on offer in downtown Disney that you can get as a quick, easy takeaway. You've got McDonald's, you've got, you know, um, some of the little huts and things like that, but none of them do a decent sort of meal that you can get from a hut and take away. Whereas now you've got these butter chicken and, and the, the meatball flatbreads and stuff like that, you can just literally take out and walk around and eat, which is, um, I suppose, one of the beauties of the Food and Wine Festival. So we're all looking forward to it? Yes, I am, yeah. Chris? Oh, no, it's fantastic. You don't need to talk for Chris, do you? Oh, Chris has vanished. Okay. Yep. So something new we're going to bring to you as well is refurbishments for Walt Disney World and Disneyland Paris. So you've got some idea of what's coming up kind of in the next fortnight or so. So uh, I'll start us off over in Walt Disney World. In the Magic Kingdom, if you're heading over there, then the Juggle Cruise is closed until the 30th of September. Space Mountain is closed until the 26th. And the Walt Disney World Road is closed between the 30th of September and the 20th of October. Massive refurb there. Peter Pan's flight is closed from September the 30th to November the 13th. I believe that's probably a bit of an update and also I'm guessing the new queue and the toilets and the interactivity and all that sort of stuff that's going in as well Alan what's going on at Hollywood Studios um, the Honey I Shrunk the Kids playground is going to be closed until the 19th of October no idea what they're doing there probably just washing all the plastic down you <laughs> sticky hands and sick it's usually an annual thing they do it around this sort of time of year and in downtown Disney um, they've closed a lot of parking lots but that's been gone for a while so Parking lots H, I, J, K are closed in preparation for the new multi-storey car park that is going to be taking over the resort. Uh, heading over to the Disneyland Park then. What's happening over there, Chris? Uh, the Casey Junior Lepete train, the circus, is closed until the 18th of October. <laughs> or something like that, anyway. I failed my French GCSE. 
The Carousel de Lancelot is closed until September the 27th. Um, the Phantom Manor is closed until September the 27th. It's a Small World. It's closed from the uh, 30th of September to the 18th of October. And the pays to con something else. It's a... Uh, <laughs> Or whatever that Sorry, is. Chris. You've done me here, haven't you, Alan? I didn't mean to. Adam set you up there. That's disgraceful. Well, that's closed until the 18th of October. And uh, the most important one is Captain Ear is closed from the 2nd to the 4th of October, so which must mean it's reopening. So, yeah, so it's staying, whereas it's not in, in America, but it's staying in France for the second. What would what they be doing for two days? It, I think, when I've, I've had a look at how it's going to be closed over the next month... It looks as though it's going to be closed sort of possibly mid-weeks. Right, okay. Out of season operating hours or whatever you call it. I thought it'd be like getting a chewing gum off the floor or something like that. Or... Two days with a chewing gum. <laughs> you know those French. Clearing the air from the 1980s back combing that's been... Uh, in Walt Disney Studios, you've got Armageddon Le Effet Special. <laughs> on the 1st and 2nd of October, I pass my... Studio Tram Tour. Behind the Magic is uh, closing on the 2nd of October. Sadly, it's reopening on the 4th. That, is, that, that runs in line with Captain Eo, doesn't it? So maybe they are having some very low numbers midweek. Uh, the 2nd to the 4th, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So hopefully the Studio Tram Tour has just been closed. Not hopefully for any reefer, but just uh, just get rid of it now. It's just a shell of its former self. Uh, I think Captain Eo has nearly had its day as well. I don't think so. You not think? I'm a massive Michael Jackson fan, so it doesn't really... I like Michael Jackson, but um, I remember going to see Captain EO again when it first came out again and, and being really kind of like going, oh, actually, this is nowhere near as good as I remember it being. <laughs> <laughs> you mustn't have been so I'd, ne- I'd never seen it before. And um, when I saw it recently, well, a few years ago when it first came out, um, I, I really enjoyed it. And that's the difference then, because I just remember seeing it as a kid. Uh, yeah. Using it was, and then I went, and it wasn't that good. That's what I expect of a 3D movie. No, to be honest, that's very, very true. It's, it's still one of the most expensive movies ever made. Something like a million dollars a minute. It's expensive. And the shortest, most expensive. Yeah, <laughs> something like that as well. But it has some good names attached to it, so that's good. Right, uh, that is all of the deals in Paris refurbs and closures for September 23rd to October the 7th. We will return after these adverts. Sugar Rush Speedway. Choose your racer. Get cooking in Bake a Car Mode. Banana Split Split Screen Mode. Let them eat cake, but watch out for Jawbreakers, Cherry Bombs, Sweet Seekers, and the Sugar Crash. Sugar Rush Speedway. Play the sweet new game only at Litwax Arcade on Route 83. Offering four free quarters on your birthday. Proof of birthday required. You are listening to the Disney Brit Radio Show, live on Orlando Sky Radio. Welcome back to uh, the Disney Brit Radio Show here on Orlando Sky Radio. And before we go to our main feature, let's just remind you a little way you can contact us. And if you want to join in with our discussions, you can go over to facebook.com forward slash Disney Brit podcast and you can uh, join in with everything that's going on over there you can tweet us at disney brit as well and also you can ring our telephone numbers if you've got anything you want to talk to us about which uh, we will come back to a little bit later as well if you're in the uk it's 0121 288 2748 or in the us 407 545 7980 because we are going to talk disney infinity now i believe out of the three of us i'm the only one that's disney infinity am i right in thinking that is correct I'm still looking for a copy for the uh, Commodore 64, but I've not found it yet. Sadly, I, I don't think that's going to work. Like, no. Is that the earliest mm. computer you've got? <laughs> that's the only computer I've got. I should explain to people who may not know, like Chris, what Disney Infinity is. Um, and for those people who have got it, the thing is with Disney Infinity is it's kind of this next generation of really interactive games. I don't know whether you guys have heard of... Um, of a, a, a kid's games called Skylanders. Yes, yeah, so yeah, I've heard of that. Basically, with Skylanders, what you have is a portal, and you have a gaming world which you have to play, and you have certain things you have to complete, and you can buy Skylanders. These are certain characters that have different kind of powers that help you with different parts of the game. So you can you can use these Skylanders within all of the worlds, and you take them, you put them on the portal, and then it registers and appears in the game. 
or you take it uh you take it off and it asks you to put another one on that you kind of alternate and change them as you go through the game skylands has been around a little while they've got skylands and skylands is giants and it's got really took the world by storm with this new kind of interactive changeable gaming and then disney came about and said well we want to try this but we want to try it a step further and they came up with something called disney infinity uh, and basically it's like a toy box world uh, there's several elements to the game uh, one is this literally a toy box world where you can build things and create things that you can play in and there's kind of this infinite um, sort of possibilities in there the things you can play the characters you can use that sort of stuff now with some versions depending on which console you've got you can actually download packs or download toy boxes they call them so there's a toy box available for I think everything except for the Wii where um you can download a toy box that looks just like Disneyland and you can take your characters in and play in Disneyland or you can blow stuff up into all sorts, you name it, you can do it. Uh, so that's sort of one element again, this play, explore sort of area. And then you've got the other area of the game, which is kind of the gameplay. With each set of characters, depending on who you buy, you get uh, a world in which they can play in. So you've got uh, Monstropolis, which you can play in if you've got Monsters University characters. You've got the Pirates of the Caribbean world for Jack uh, Sparrow. You can get the Cars world if you've got the Cars characters. And you've got the Incredibles world if you get the Incredibles as well. Um, and you put those characters into that world and you can play as one or two players. Now you have to have two characters of the same game in which for them to be able to play together you can't just pick up a sully and stick him in a pirate world it doesn't work like that it has to be a pirate for, uh, a character from that particular world and they can go and explore you've got challenges you need to complete characters you can speak to toys that you can buy in the world that help you with other parts of the game uh, so this is kind of the more i suppose structured element of the game opposed to the, the toy box element you got on the other side yeah. as well is it is it quite linear? As in, like, I'm I'm going back to Mario Sunshine. You sort of knew what you had to do. It wasn't a bit like Tomb Raider where you just had to sort of try and explore and then find something. Kinda. You the toy box thing is not linear at all. It's do what you want when you want. Uh, whereas in the the, the sort of worlds where the, the toy box worlds where the game the, the game character exists, it is kind of linear. There are things that you have to do to get to the next level. There are certain challenges that you can do that don't kind of I suppose progress the game in any way but there are other ones that do so if I give you an example from the Monsters Inc world I played um, the um, other fear tech is it I think they're called if I remember rightly the other university have come over and they've thrown toilet roll and everything all over Monster University and you have to take your character to fear tech and you have to go and graffiti and throw use wallpaper and whatever all over the trees and everything there and you have to go through a certain series of things to get to that particular point to be able to do that so in, in that sense that is kind of linear but there's sort of you can take with it as well because um i haven't been able to sort of play it yet because i don't know anyone with the console and the game the closest i've got to it is going down to toys r us and standing in front of the machine lifting on enough characters and just seeing a yeah. film loop well, certain there's you can get it for several different consoles. You can get it for the Xbox 360, the Wii, the PS3, the Wii U, uh, and the 3DS are all the ones you can get it for. Now, you get what they call a starter pack. You kind of have to have this starter pack uh, to play the game. The starter pack comes with the game. It comes with almost like the game portal in a way, and it comes with three characters. You get uh, Mr. Incredible, you get Sully, and you get Jack Sparrow. Now, the prices range anywhere from... I'm I'm using Argos as an example here, but you can use any any of the sort of retailers in the UK. And if you're listening in the US, it'd be the same with you with anywhere like Walmart and all those sort of things. Uh, it's anywhere from $49.99 to $59.99 for the starter pack, which gives you, say, the portal... Uh, it gives you the three characters, it gives you the game, and it gives you a power disc, which I'll explain power discs in a second. But you can use these characters within the toy box world and then within the world in which they exist. And you basically lift them off and put them down and they appear and disappear. Um, the power discs, on the other hand, there's two different sort of types of power discs. There are uh, sort of prop discs or object discs, which you can stick down on one of the empty spaces and it means you can then use those objects within the game so we've got um two of them we've got carl frederickson's walking stick and we've got stitch's ray gun uh of which you can put them on and one of the characters gets given the ray gun or the walking stick so you can go around with the walking stick and you can bash other characters in the toy world with that uh or you can you can use the ray gun and shoot stuff and that sort of thing as well 
So that's for use in the actual game, not the toy box mode. Use it in toy box mode as well. I'm not 100% certain whether you can use it in the game world, but the other ones you have is like these power discs where you can place them underneath the character that you place on the portal, and it will give that character those extra benefits. So we've currently got a bolt super strength power disc, which means that if I place that underneath Sully, for example, he will have super power, super strength. For part of the game, so it means his raw might be a little bit more effective, or you might be able to knock things down quicker, that sort of stuff. Um, so you can, you can uh, there are loads of these available, loads of these power discs, um, and they buy them about three pounds for a pack, I think, and you get two or three in them. Uh, I think you get two per pack, and they're about three pounds each. Uh, so you can pick as many of them up as you want to. Uh, I've done a lot of research on that, and Disney Store got them at two ninety nine. I think Toys R Us are about £3.50. I have seen them at £4. Yeah, that sounds about right. One thing I will say, though, that the characters themselves, I haven't even got the game, and I've been tempted to actually buy the characters just for collectible pieces. Uh, the characters are really well made, actually. They do look really good, and they do work really well. Uh, and they're they're kind of quite cool to play with. And the thing, what I like about them is they look like their computer game versions, not like the versions you'd see from the film. Yeah. So slightly different therefore his character that you put on there looks slightly different which is cool um the other area i haven't talked about is the challenges um you can get an area which uh, they call um the challenge and and you can area where you can like ride cars and all that sort of stuff as well but they have uh, things where you can um you can sort of improve your skills in this with jack sparrow you can improve your sword fighting skills or with sully you can improve your your roaring skills and that sort of stuff that are all part of it as well um it's it's pretty much endless we've played it i'm not i wouldn't say i've played it a massive amount but we've played it enough and i know we've really only sort of touched the the sort of very very beginnings of it well i haven't got it at all but i'm i'm about to buy it for the wii u yeah i haven't got a wii u yet so i'm about to buy a wii u as well I think uh, the Wii U version is better than mine. I've got a Wii version, which is one of the lower versions. And the problem I have with it is that I can't download the um, pre-made toy boxes. So I can't get any of those at all, which is a real pain. So I, the only way I can use the toy box is if I use it by building it myself. Whereas I'd really like the Disneyland one that I can go and play in and have a run around in. But sadly, I can't, which is a shame. Um, but like we've already said, this game, literally... it as they call it Disney Infinity is exactly that this world is infinite and they can keep building and building and building at this moment in time available are character packs for um, you can get another a villains character pack which has got Davy Jones Randall and Syndrome in it uh, you can get a sidekicks pack which has got Mrs. Incredible uh, Barbosa and Mike Wazowski you can buy individual characters from the Incredibles you can, we've got Mater Bravely as well They've also got a um, Lone Ranger set, which yeah, I thought... because Lone Ranger's done fantastic. Yeah, it's not done that well. I liked it as a film, but it's not done that brilliantly, but there is actually a Lone Ranger set. But, uh, you know, it is it is the next Pokemon, it's the next, you know, Bakugan, it's all that sort of stuff. This is the next collectible. You collect all of these toys, Disney can keep adding and adding and adding and adding to this world continuously. The amount of characters they've got, uh, and the amount of worlds that they've got, this will just continue to grow. Uh, we already know that there's going to be some frozen elements coming in. We know that there will be a, um, a, a Mickey, a Sorcerer Mickey, that will be coming out in January time, which I know they've got the D23 Expo. So this thing will just continue to grow and grow. Uh, I, I, kind of, I haven't played as much as I'd like to so far, but I do kind of like it as a game uh, at the moment. Apparently, if you've got a Magic Plus my Magic Plus band. Right. Apparently, if you swipe that over the thing, it will release a dragon. Ooh, that's cool to know. Now, as you say, it's cool to know where is it going to end, this RFID thing and the technology in this game. And that's why it is known as Disney Infinity. It doesn't. It can just keep going, and they can keep building this, and it can keep growing until Disney basically say, right, this isn't making us any money anymore. Have we convinced Chris? Well, that sounds like a fantastic idea. Um... To make money, <laughs> but it's not for me. It just just sounds. I get. I'd I'd either play it and never want to play it again, or I'd get addicted. That's the problem. 
And before you know it, I'll be spending a fortune and my kids would have to wear like second hand clothes and all that. <laughs> like mine. That's the infinity. About it, you don't want to find out more about it. If you go to infinity.disney.com and uh, there's loads of stuff on there, it's actually about the game info, there's videos about it, there's a whole community thing about it as well. There's stuff we haven't even touched on, i.e., the iPad, um, the iPad version, the online version, all of that sort of stuff that goes with it, all the characters, everything. If you go on there, check that out and have a look, and it'll give you all the information that you need. Right, we're in Hi everyone, this is Craig Duncan. Please come and join me for my soul show every Sunday at 9 o'clock UK, 4pm Eastern. You'll only find me on Orlando Sky Radio. Come by and say hi. This is Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, and when I'm in Britain, I listen to the Disney Brit Podcast. Some sort of transmission. You don't hear it? No, I don't hear anything. What does it sound like? It's some sort of message. And music. Music? Route it through the main system. Good idea. Routing now. Mouse Meets 2014. Live from Manchester. We're quite excited. We have been talking about it for a while, though, haven't we? We and a lot of other people were quite disappointed that we didn't have it in 2013. There was several reasons that it didn't happen. Some of them was out of our control. So this time we've looked into it and we've gone back to some of the feedback we had from previous mouse meets and we've changed the city. This year we're going to go to Manchester. Really? Yeah. I, I thought you said we'd come to Great Yarmouth. Go to Manchester because it's even further away from your house than Birmingham was. We've sort of narrowed it down to about four venues and we're going to be going down to Manchester very soon and we will be pinpoint which one we're going to be going to. So, And we will also test that the print works are still the same and they sell jugs of cocktails, so we'll be fine. <laughs> if you would like to be involved with it, you can send us an email. We've set up an email address, which is mousemeets at disneybrit.com. We felt that Mousemeets is like, it's a project about bringing the whole UK Disney community together. We don't have a lot of stuff over here, unlike they do have over in America. If you'd like to be involved with this, Send us an email, let us know your ideas, your suggestions, what you think we could do. If you want to be involved, let us know that, and we will endeavour to do what we can. We can't promise that every suggestion will be included, however, we will certainly try our best. All we can definitely say is it is 2014. Put it in the diary, ready. Yeah. We'll confirm the date nearer. Yeah. We just, like, I don't know, block off all of you. It's, it's basically going to be a Saturday or a Sunday, so you'd have to fill the whole diary in. Yeah, just, just a few of the pages. <laughs> I have to say, you know, I've got to say thank you to Chris and Alan because actually they've done the majority of the work towards this so far uh, with regards to Mass Meets 2014. But uh, yeah, we will let you know in the next next few weeks as to the dates, the ticket price, the venue, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. It's going to be good. We've missed it this year. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's always been... So it's such a good, fun weekend. Not not necessarily, you know, you who are listening to this who might be kind of Disney fans but aren't massive Disney fans. Um, one of the great things about the weekend is just the social side of it as well. They're getting together, they're having a bit of a laugh, they're watching Alan eat more donuts. But... <laughs> I actually... couldn't eat for two days after that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the best part for me is that, that Alan just watched his wife walk off with another man who didn't care and bought another drink. That's, yeah, a bit like that as well. It is good fun, and we just have a hang, we just hang around, have a bit of a laugh, and, and that sort of stuff, as well as it being a bit of an opportunity for Disney fans to get together as well. So keep an eye out, and we will let you know more about that. Right, we're not there. That's not it. As if if we haven't told you two new things this week, we've got a third new thing, which I, I you're going to have to leave Alan to explain to you. 
a lot of national radio stations have got these quizzes where they sort of mash up a song to get the name of the station or a certain phrase. So we've created a track to be Disney Brit. So here's the track. Disney Brit. And the idea is that you've got to be the first person to name all three song titles and films that they are from. I think I know them. I think I know them. In order to win the prize pot. That's the way I'll I'll say it. Um, The idea is that what we'll do is we'll play the song and you can come in and you can give us your suggestions. I would like three guesses of the three songs in the correct order and we'll tell you how many you've got right. If you've got them all right, you will win the prize. If you get them wrong, the prize will roll over to next week or the next podcast, but will increase. You seem to be avoiding and telling us what the prize is on. At the moment, at this moment in time, the prize is $10. And also, we have a Disney Cruise Line winner's medal. Mm. Well, I think I know this. How, how am I going to tell you? Do I just say it now? And no, you can't just say it now. What you'd have to do is, if, oh. if, if you want to attend the competition, what you've got to do is you've got to ring us on... If you're in the UK, you ring us on 0121 288 2748. Right, okay, if you're in the US... You ring us on 407-545-7980. You leave your name, your sort of town that you're from, a contact email address. So if you've won, we can contact you direct, followed by your three guesses. And what we'll do is we'll randomly select one of the entries before we do the podcast next week and play it. If that person gets it right, you win the prize. If you don't, it rolls on and so on and so on and so on. I've got, I've, I've got a voicemail from a number already. Do you want me to play it and we see if they're correct? Go on then. Okay, here is the voicemail I've just received. Hello, it's Chris. I'm just ringing out for the uh, music competition. I'm sure I've got this right. It's uh, number one, Remy Grand Alagini from Ratatouille. Number two, The Source of Apprentice from Fantasia. Uh, number three, The Launch from Fred the Planner. Uh, look forward to uh, the money being sent through. Thank you. Bye. Thank you very much for entering the competition, Chris. You've done a fantastic Should I have not phoned in now, then? Should I wait? Well, you're pleased to know, Chris. You have got... Three? Three? Zero songs correct. <laughs> I think you need to recheck that. <laughs> Be honest. I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure there's no Disney film called Phantasma. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a rave called Fantasia. Fantasia might be a film. But Fantasia. Yeah. No, that doesn't exist. Um, so there we go. That's how it works. So you just ring up our number, which is, say, UK 0121-288-2748 or in the US 407-545-7980. And you just ring up and you give three guesses at the songs and we'll tell you how many of those are correct. If you get them all right, that means yay. You win the, the, the pot of whatever it is at that particular time. If you don't, it then rolls over and then the prize pot increases that next uh, that next show. I'm gutted now. I've just looked on the next screen and it's got the answers. <laughs> Why don't they phone up then? So we've come to the new section on the podcast and we're going to be starting talking about food because we know we all love food. Chris loves food. My favourite food. We've got John Sakari come down to talk to us today about going to California Grill. Hi, John, how are you doing? Good, guys, how are you? Pretty, good, pretty good. We're pretty excited because we love food. You've got a YouTube channel, which I've been sort of following since pretty much since you set it up, to be honest. And you've been going around the park doing lots of videos and you're sort of doing like a video, sort of video blogging sort of thing going on. Would you like to tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Thank you so much. And thank you for following it. No problem. Uh, April 1st, I think it was, which is, of course, April Fool's Day, I started BigFatPanda.com. And I kind of took that title from the, uh, if you remember Kung Fu Panda, when the guy calls him, you're just a big fat panda. And I uh, also started a show, a monthly show on there. So if you get a chance, check it out. But yeah, I just did a California Grill video also on there. Oh, excellent. Which is pretty good because new topic, we're talking about food and it is just reopened, isn't it? Yeah, and let me just say that a cracked tooth would not stop me from eating at all. (laughs) I don't think a cracked mouth would stop me from eating. I've, I've got to say that, like, last time I came back from Florida, I was um, chewing into some, it was actually, it was hard toffees, so it was, it, there's a jinx going on here, and I smashed open a, a tooth that had a root canal in, and because I'd already had the root canal, there's no nerves or feelings in there, it's absolutely I, fine. I shouldn't be laughing at this, should I? But um, that's, uh, 
my my crack two story, and I just I just sucked it up and went for it. I've got a quick story. When I last went to Florida, I only went for two weeks, but I managed to put two and a bit stone on, so I was quite pleased with that. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. You think you're walking around a lot and that you're not going to gain weight, but because you're walking around a lot, you get more hungry and you eat more things. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Especially when I see some of the foods out there. I I want to eat everything. Yeah, I I agree. And you're in a good mood, so you just want to eat everything. That's that's it. That's the way you do it. Um, Before... When you went to the California Grill, had you been there prior to the refurb? I was. I was there probably about three or four years ago, and we liked it, but we weren't in love with it. I think, you know, it was kind of the portions, like, it was like $30 for a chicken dish, and I'll tell you, it was the most delicious breast of chicken I ever had, but there was literally three bites. (laughs) Three bites, and it was, you were done. I know know that feeling. People I was with, you know, we were all laughing that, we could have spent five dollars and got a lot more chicken somewhere else, but it was still—you could tell—it was just very well done. Yeah, I went a couple of years ago with my wife. We were, we were on the Disney dining plan, so we doubled up on our dining credits. Yeah. So it was just the meal for two, and when we went to pay, it cost us two hundred dollars plus all our dining credits. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lovely meal. Yeah. I'm guessing you had too much wine that night, Alan. We did have a bottle of wine. That was probably one of the main downfalls. I remember I ordered a goat cheese ravioli, and for some reason I expected I was going to get for like it was twelve dollars, and I thought for twelve dollar appetizer, I thought I was going to get like three or four raviolis. One, we got one. <laughs> I'd want the whole goat for twelve dollars, right? It was delicious, but you got one ravioli, and if the person next to you said, "Oh, could I taste?" you were going to be really sad. <laughs> the answer I think I would have given is no. Yeah, get your aunt. Yes, right. Or do you have twelve dollars? <laughs> Yeah, you, you can buy another. I think when you go for something so special, you you expect it to be very, very tasty, and it's got to be the, the best food you're going to get. But I have to tell you that that night it really was. I mean, I was I was expecting something good, and I was even more impressed. Now, as you went back after the refurb, I've I've had a look at your video. I've had a look around, as as virtually looking around as I can do over here. About is it eight or nine hours away by flight? Um. Has that much changed? You know, it, it, it did look much more modern, much cleaner, much brighter. I remember the views, even though they were great before, just seemed better. And I know, you know, the view didn't change, but it just, everything seemed better. Um, I think when you got out of the elevator, you were extremely um, struck by how much, everything is this huge refrigerator for right. wine. And it just seemed to go on and on and on that for a second I thought... Hey, I'm on top of the contemporary. This is a heavy refrigerator. How it, you know, it really, it was. There was so much of it that I thought I was struck by it. It was, and it was gorgeous to look at. The lighting fixtures were all those modern, uh, like balls of light, and they were in like these weird, I guess, I guess you could call them artsy type ways. They looked a bit like molecules. Yeah, you know, it does look molecular. Yeah, I didn't think of that, but yeah, that, that's, that's what struck me when I saw them. But but nice and modern looking. You know, and even though it was modern, I don't think it was very cold. Because what they did was, do you know the big painting? There's a big mural in the center of the contemporary. Right. And I'm not going to even pretend to remember the artist's name. Very but Blair. I believe it was a, a very... Oh, thank you. <laughs> they took the colors from that painting and from her, and she designed uh, the rugs and stuff. So, they're, you know, I didn't realize this until I left, but they did pull some of the hotel into the area. And even though it was modern, it didn't feel cold. It felt warm and inviting. And it felt warm. It felt homey. It is quite hard for them to do that area of um, the hotel, really, because it's it, it, there's so much glass in there as well. Because it, one of the main things that people go to the California Grill is for the views, and it's just big glass walls so you can see out. So they're, they're all limited what they can do, but they've certainly put a lot of colour into that area. Yeah, if you even watch the video, we had just gotten there when it was sunset. And the first thing I thought of was the uh, Lion King, the Aspenya, Mama Nitsumana. Uh, and it really looked nice. The sunset was gorgeous because it's right outside the, I guess, if you're walking into the right window, which would be the west, obviously. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> As though that changes day to day. <laughs> but it, just, it, looked, it really looks fantastic. Was it like a free-for-all when you got there? Because obviously you were invited as part of this sort of blogger meetup thing for the Disney Parks blog. Um, yeah, it was, 
kind of. They gave us champagne when we walked in. They had a sake martini that they offered us. And then they kind of set up food stations. So everybody kind of picked a table so that they knew where they were going to bring, you know, the the stuff that they were going to go run up and get. It was calm. It wasn't like a bunch of people that had never eaten before. Mm -hmm. I wasn't there then. (laughs) (laughs) You just didn't know where to go first. Like, there was... uh, a station with, they called it vegetarian ravioli, but it was delicious and it was made from squash the inside. Right. Then there was a beef and tomato risotto that I remember that was really delicious. And then you kept looking at the desserts and you were like, I can't wait to be done with the food because the desserts looked, they were they were just beautiful to look at. They were in like itty bitty tiny mason jars and I don't know, they just looked like a lot of work had gone into them. You, you are definitely a man from my own heart. <laughs> I'll, have a, I'll, the... I'll have a small start and just get straight onto the desserts. Chris, you had to see the chocolate. <sighs> oh. And and then in the video, the man explains to me that I think it was Chef Ben says that uh, it was made with seventy percent cacao, so it had that good antioxidant stuff in it, and it was strong chocolate. But then they sugared up the sides and they put some, I don't know, sprig of this and that, and then they put some other cluster on this. Oh, it was just amazing. I think what you're trying to say is that chocolate is actually good for you, aren't it? You know, know, it was a good excuse. It's a central part of your day. It was a good excuse to say I need one of those every day, yes. (laughs) I want one now. I want two, to be honest. You know, I wish I could pull the video up right now for you, because once you look at the chocolate, you're like, this is really good. And then they made a sundae, but they kind of, like, deconstructed them. So they had a strawberry sundae, but it was in this little tiny mason jar and it had a piece of caramel popcorn on the top, right? I might be mixing some of them up, but they were so good. And then I tasted this delicious cheesecake and the lady told me it was sugar-free and uh, gluten-free. Really? I didn't even, yeah, and I didn't know that or care because I didn't have a problem with those I've, things, but... I've never had those fact, words mentioned together, sugar-free, free, gluten-free and delicious. I've never heard of that before. It, that's what I said. If you hadn't told me, I would have just thought it was a delicious cheesecake and I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> so here's the big question how much money's worth do you think you ate on that night oh you know i never sat and calculated it uh oh i we definitely all went through at least 50 dollars a person easy maybe a hundred dollars a person with the drinks i mean that's, <coughs> and, then that's they came, a... and then and even though you were picking your stuff up and bringing it to the table they still had waiters and waitresses coming over to the table to clear your dishes and to get you whatever drinks you wanted which I thought, wow, this is really the the royal treatment. This was a really nice... Disney pulled out all the stops to show this is what we've got. And then, at the end of the night, they gave us a $50 gift card to return. So that's a a good incentive to get you back, isn't it? Yeah, it also made you feel like, wow, they really, you know, they really appreciated that, that we were there and were able to write about it and stuff. It was very nice. I think you detained it anyway with just the food, not the money as well. Yeah, right? Like, you already paid me. I can't believe you're giving me something else. Uh, there was also a controversial part to the evening. I don't know if you, you heard. Oh. Was there a fight? <laughs> Gossip for the Brits. <laughs> Come on, <Yeah>. fill the beans. <laughs> they had a character actress there. And uh, she's in the video because I loved her. Her name, she called herself Maya Space. Get it? Like MySpace? Yeah. Yep, yep. But her character was always, like, behind. Like, instead of being on Facebook, she was on MySpace. She walked around with a Polaroid camera, and she wasn't able to control the Polaroid camera, which takes the most ridiculous, you know, ugly pictures. And she had this huge cell phone that, you know, had this huge antenna off of it. So she was supposed to be a fake blogger just learning how to blog. And she would say things like... uh, I love getting the word out. I am with all these influential people. But what I didn't realize, and I guess because I don't truly consider myself a blogger because I do mostly video, some bloggers were insulted that they were being made fun of. (laughs) Now, I thought it was all in good fun, but I could see how somebody might say, you know, this is my job. This is what I do. And, you know, I felt it was being made fun of. Again, I think it's Disney and you should accept that and just have fun with it. I don't think... Obviously, they don't want to purposely make fun of the people that are, you know, their social media advocates. Yeah. But thought... if you watch it, I would love to get your opinion on whether you thought it was in good taste or bad taste. You'd think they'd be proud, to be honest, to be part of it. That shows that Disney actually understand what people do and how big a part they must play in promoting Disney. That's exactly what I thought. 
I, I kind of think the people that complained might not have actually been there yeah. and maybe, you know, wanted to see it for themselves. Uh, if somebody was there and complained, I would love to hear it because I, I don't see it. But again, I'm trying to understand their point of view also. So how many people were actually there on the eve and then invited guests? I'm going to say 100. It felt like 100 and it never felt too crowded. Uh, and then at night, they had wishes from the observation deck. But what's nice is there's two observation desk de- decks, one on each side. And everybody ran to the right side because that's closest to the Magic Kingdom. But the one on the left, even if you went out there and looked over the balcony, you could still see the whole Magic Kingdom. So uh, Wishes is a weird view from there because you realize that the fireworks are not anywhere near the castle. They're like a mile behind the castle. Yeah. <laughs> So it's kind of weird because there's some fireworks right behind the castle, and they make a nice backdrop backdrop to the other fireworks that are far away. But when you're seeing it from up there, you're seeing fireworks in two different areas, and it kind of throws you off, but it's still a beautiful view and event to see. And then the other thing that was weird or when we went was that the, um, the projections on the castle, you can barely see. Yeah, the, the projection show, which I love, really has to be seen from Main Street. It kind of loses its... Uh, Splendor when you're anywhere not Main Street, yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, but was there many people, obviously with them giving out a free drink, did anyone take advantage of that? <laughs> yeah, you'll see in the video there's a few people that are questionably not all there. <laughs> yeah, there was a few I'd people where I, I would... I'd have loved to have seen people just rolling around, ruining the food. Well, well I asked somebody, what did you have? And they went, uh... Uh, and my friend Ed Bearden, I, I think he was putting it on for me, but yep. he uh, he really didn't know too much about what he had eaten, and he blamed the drink for it. For the purposes of protecting his uh, persona, I will not say if he was really drunk or not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and did you get to meet up with a lot of other sort of fellow bloggers as well? Oh yeah, they were they were everybody was all over, and you know it's a really nice time to see everybody and say hello to everybody and. It's funny watching the the people just all, you know, gathered together and all. Everybody's writing and tweeting and, oh, the tweeting is the same thing. You know, who's tweeting? Who's Facebooking? Half the time, nobody's talking to each other. They're all on their cell phone. (laughs) I mean, you'd actually see people take a bite of the food, go to the cell phone. Like, really? Okay. (laughs) And I was like the one, you know, shoving the camera in everybody's face. Oh, absolutely brilliant. Everybody knew, like, ah, here's him with the video again. So... This is my final big question. Now that you've been there, you've had your free food, you've had your free drink, will you be going back as a paying guest? Uh, absolutely, yeah. And I might not have had that had I not been to that event because I would have put it off. But now I'm pretty itching to go back faster than, than I would, especially with the $50 card. But even without <laughs> that, I would, have, uh, I would have run back. It was that good. There was a lot of things that were on the menu that I didn't get to ch- take a look at. Like, uh, hold on, I have the menu right in front of me. Uh, the oven-dried tomato flatbread, the three meat meatballs. I did not try them, but I heard they were great. I just happened to not have time. I, I got to the dessert too quick, and I didn't want to make a pig of myself going back for food after the dessert. Oh, people wouldn't have minded. Uh, I know. It was all in my head. But there was a lot of things that, uh, you know, that definitely I would want to go back and try. And I'm not that much of an adventurous eater. They took a lot of comfort food that we're familiar with and just, you know, really upgraded it to something different. Unfortunately, we've run out of time, but thank you very much for joining us, John. Much appreciated. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Chris. I hope to be back here soon. Well, that's it. That is the end of this week's Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you once again for joining us. I want to thank all of the people we've had with us. Thank you, Alan. No problem. Sometimes it's fun. Thanks, Chris. I'm allowed back next time. Uh, We will discuss it and let you know. (laughs) Cheers. And thanks to John, Big Fat Panda, uh, for his uh, review of uh, California Grill. It's certainly one of and it sounds like it's going to be just as well. I've still got dribble on my chin from that review. Have <laughs> you really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm hungry now. Don't forget. Go on. Sorry. Alex. I was going to say, that was before I got my new microphone. When I, when I interviewed him with Chris, I made a big mess upon it, audio-wise. <laughs> but that's, that's my <laughs> issue. I've, I've corrected it, I believe. 
<laughs> don't forget you can head over to mouse meets uh, website which is mousemeets.co.uk keep checking that because we will update all of the information over on there you can of course go over to facebook as well you can go to our facebook page for disney brit but also you can go to our facebook page for mouse meets as well because we're going to be uploading uh, a load of stuff onto there and updating that as we go don't forget you can comment on all the stuff that's going on there as well please do go and do that and of course head over to twitter you can go and find us at disney brit so twitter.com forward slash disney brit and you can comment on all the things that are going on over there maybe leave us a review talk about what we've talked about maybe you've got something you want to say about california grill etc maybe disney infinity please do go and put your comments over there and we will look at those comment on those maybe even use them in a future edition of the show as well but that's pretty much it we will be back in two weeks time for another disney brit radio show here on orlando sky radio so until then we'll see you